John the Baptist reminds us of the need to be prepared and to get prepared for the Christ who is to come. He's an unlikely choice, really. He's not an emperor or a governor or a priest. He's not Tiberius or Pilate, Herod or Philip, but a strange sort, one clothed in camel's hair, eating locusts and wild honey. He's not what we might expect, yet as God often does, God calls the least expected to pave the way. And in this case, to cry out, Prepare the way of the Lord, prepare the way of the Lord, and all people shall see the salvation of our God. We're told that the word of God came to John in the wilderness. Wilderness in the Bible is always a place of encounter. Think about the Israelites who wandered in the wilderness for 40 years. It was a time of sifting and sorting and trying to figure things out. Or consider Jesus after his baptism. He was out in the wilderness, tempted. Another way of saying he was trying to figure things out. He was getting ready for his adult ministry. And we can't figure things out when we're caught in the busyness of our everyday lives. It brings to mind for me the early desert mothers and fathers who in the 4th century fled the Roman Empire when Constantine declared that Christianity would be the state religion. They knew that it would be difficult for that to work. And so they fled to the wilderness where they could listen for the Word of God the way that John the Baptist had. They fled to the deserts of Egypt and Palestine, Arabia and Persia. They remembered that the Word of God came to John in that type of place. And so they moved away. It was a form of repentance, moving from this life to this life in the desert. They turned and took a different direction. They fled Rome and all that it stood for and chose instead to move toward God. They discovered God there in the midst of a place that knew few distractions. And they went about their business of preparing. Prepare the way of the Lord, prepare the way of the Lord, and all people will see the salvation of our God. Martin Luther, in the time of the Reformation, said that a Christian is never in the state of completion, but always in the process of becoming. A Christian is never in the state of completion, but always in the process of becoming. That's a good description, too, of what it means to repent, to change our heart and our mind, to be in a state of continuing formation. The God is in that with us. God helps us to become something we're meant to be, to more fully live in to the lives that God has created us for. But we have to be open to that process. We have to be willing to be shaped and formed. John's message, prepare the way of the Lord, 
is meant for each of us to enter that type of repentance, a changing of our hearts and minds that God works in us. If we think of John's words, quoting Isaiah, in terms of the inner life, the metaphors are rich. We begin to understand that there are some things that need to be straightened out in us or in me, that there are rough ways that need to be made smooth and valleys that need to be filled. Only then will we be able to see the salvation of God. A week ago, I was hiking in the Shenandoah Mountains with my son Nathan, and he's done the Appalachian Trail. And I asked him, how far are we from the Appalachian Trail right now? And he said, well, we're not far, but you can't get there from here. (laughs) Because there are all these mountains and these crooked roads and these valleys. But if those things were leveled and the way was made straight, we could see it clearly. And we know that it's not far away. It occurs to me that that's a good image and a good explanation of what John was saying. These things have to be leveled out so that we can see clearly what God is calling us to and what God is offering us. Such is the salvation of the Lord. It can only be seen if we're willing to clear the way and look for it. It's right over there, as Nathan told me. But we put all these things in the way in our lives. Part of the season of Advent is to give us another reminder of our need to prepare for what God offers us by clearing the way ourselves, preparing the way to receive the goodness of God, not only in our own lives, but for the sake of our community. (coughs) Salvation is what lies ahead, John says. So prepare the way of the Lord, prepare the way of the Lord, and all people will see the salvation of our God. But what is it? What is the salvation of God that John is speaking of? Brian McLaren says that for many Christians, salvation is about having an evacuation plan for the next life. And while we trust that God will care for us beyond this life, we need to know that it has everything or as much to do with our lives right now in this earth, on this earth, and in this time, and in this place. God is concerned about the here and now. The Bible speaks often about salvation as having relevance for this life and the healing of the wounds of our current existence. Jesus quoted Isaiah to make the same point when he said, I've come to bring good news. I've come here to bring good news to the poor, release to the captives, and sight to the blind. Why would Jesus have said that if he wasn't also concerned with what our lives are like in the current context? The word salvation comes from the same root that gives us salve or healing ointment. It has something to do with healing of our current wounds, which are many and deep. Some are inflicted upon us, and some are the result of our own doing, and some we inflict on others. 
Regardless, we need to be healed of these things. Another good image for this healing can be taken from a metaphor that comes from the desert mothers and fathers. When they spoke of leaving Rome, they spoke of a shipwreck. And they were going down with the ship. And they knew the only way to survive that turbulence was to seek solid ground in the desert. And so salvation has something to do with being rescued or saved. Literally pulled up and placed on solid ground or a firm foundation. And kept from drowning. Yet the truth is that we often look for salvation. We look to be rescued in odd places. We seek salvation in our work. Or we seek salvation in our national identity or pride. Or even in the distinctions that we make around race. Or through our educational achievements or the titles that we carry. Or the things that we accumulate. Whatever it is that we think sets us above and apart. So what is it that that allows you to claim your own salvation? Where do you find your salvation today? John says that we must look to God. Prepare the way of the Lord. Prepare the way of the Lord. And all people will see the salvation of our God. The Bible is full of metaphors for salvation. Marcus Borg in his book, The God We Never Knew, discusses several of them. One that he mentions is the liberation from bondage. Referring to the Exodus story and Israel's deliverance from human bondage and economic, economic and political oppression. The kind of things, the kind of bondage that still plagues many in our world today. But Borg adds to that and he writes that the image of our condition as bondage under also has psychological and spiritual meanings in the Bible, he says. For Paul, our bondage includes bondage to the law as a way of defining our relationship to God. And more comprehensively in Paul in the New Testament, we are in bondage to the powers, Paul writes. The powers are cultural and spiritual and psychological, operating both within us and outside of us. The powers include the domination system and the spirit of the age. And they produce in us not only bondage, but a sense of powerlessness. Life under the powers is dominated existence, Borg writes. Then he goes on to say that we are in bondage to many things, economic and political systems, both the victims of such systems as well as those who benefit from them, though in quite different ways. We can be in bondage to wounds stemming from our childhood, We are addicted to many things. We typically are in bondage to preoccupation with ourselves and our own well-being. The list grows long, he writes. Liberation from bondage is thus one of the central meanings of salvation. The story of the Exodus is a story about all of us and our need to be liberated from what holds us in bondage. 
So salvation comes in many forms. And the mountains and the valleys and crooked roads often get in the way of our seeing clearly the liberation that God is offering each one of us. The salvation that God intends for us, both individually and as a whole. For all people, John says, all people shall see the salvation of our God. The desert mothers and fathers couldn't stay in the wilderness. And that's part of what Advent reminds us, is that we can't stay in the wilderness either. They knew that there would come a time when they would have to return to their people and to their community and share the gifts that they had received there. Some of them stayed for a long time in the desert, and people sought them out for spiritual direction. They went to see them because they knew that they had found something away from the shipwreck of society, and they wanted that wisdom. And others of them made their way back to Rome to share the gifts, now standing on firm ground, having found God in the wilderness. We too are invited to do the same, to find God in the wilderness of this Advent time of waiting and watching, of preparing. Advent is a time of getting ready. We're getting ready to celebrate Jesus' birth on December 25th, but it's also a time for us to celebrate the incarnation, the enfleshment the God-with-us moment that is always now. It's a time for us to remember that God comes to be with us. John calls us to be ready for that. For that has internal as well as external implications. It's personal and social, and it requires a willingness to go into the wilderness to encounter again the one who has already come the God who came in Jesus long ago, who meets us in this very moment in our collective worship and prayer, and who promises to come again to fulfill all hopes and dreams for a beloved community, even here in this time and place. And so we need to get ready. Prepare the way of the Lord, prepare the way of the Lord, and all people will see the salvation of our God. Prepare the way of the Lord, prepare the way of the Lord, and all people will see the salvation of our God. Prepare the way of the Lord, prepare the way of the Lord, and all people will see the salvation of our God.